All right, welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And uh, Hayes and I have made up since our, our most recent episode. Um, Hayes came to me crying and saying, please, please, please do not take me off the podcast. So we will postpone our applications for his replacement for now. Okay, Hayes? It's funny. <laughs> Just kidding. He did not do that. He did not cry. But we are all good. We, uh, I was maybe a little emotional. Hayes was maybe a little too negative. You know, like we have those days. Yeah, we do. We have those days. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't in a day to take a lot of just angry banter from Hayes. And um, and I didn't want to listen to all all the tears. Yeah. But uh, but we're it's good, good now, right? It's good. It's good. Yeah. And we're, we are reminding ourselves why we made this podcast. Yeah. Yes, we are. We have to. Yes. Because I, I think back, no, truly, I think back the, when, cause I think Hayes, you and I talked about it first and our biggest issue when we, I, I think that's what it was. Hayes and I would vent about uh, purple daily and how we felt they were just constantly negative. Mm-hmm. And like they would just complain in every episode, and like they had no solutions. Um, so then we thought, you know, again, I don't think blind optimism is healthy by any means. I think you got to hold this team accountable. Um, but uh, that was kind of why we wanted to do a podcast is to have a positive spin on the Vikings. Cause I think yep. deep down, we do believe in this team. We want them to do well. We all have strong opinions. Yep. Um, but we can give those strong opinions while still being positive and believing in this team. Unless all of a sudden, you know, if Quazy's like, all right, rebuild time, then yeah, I guess I'm not gonna, we're not gonna sit here and say, yeah, they're gonna go 13 and four with uh, Nick Mullins as your starting quarterback and yeah. Ty Chandler as your starting running back. Like, realistic optimism, right? Yes, exactly. Ty yeah, Chandler exactly. is a goat, though. He's a very nice guy. Not as nice as... Uh, um, Bradbury? Bradbury. Bradbury was actually the nicest guy we met uh, that day at the draft party. But um, Andrew came up with this nice idea of talking a giving an overall grade for um the draft class the 2023 viking draft class and then we are all going to make early season predictions not statistically but just like if we think this guy's going to be a starter off the off the gates or maybe he's not even going to make the team or sort of like a like will improve kind of as the season progresses, maybe a starter by the end of the year. Like we're just going to give, you know, it'll be very, um, very loosey goosey. No, not a lot of like formality, like give me these predictions or anything, but just like what we think of this year's draft class. So, um, Andrew, I guess, do you want to, do you want to share who, who, who is the 2023 Minnesota Viking draft class? Who are the players? Sure. So first off you have, Wide receiver out of USC, Jordan Addison. At pick one, 
round one, 23. Next, the Vikings traded down to take cornerback Mackay Blackmon, also from USC. Then the Vikings took LSU safety Jay Ward um, in the fourth round. Then they took another LSU player, Jacqueline Roy, who's a nose tackle apparently. Um, then they took the pride of the Mormon schools, BYU, Jaron Hall. Um, and then they took the Vikings future starting running back, Dwayne McBride. Yeah. Yep. No, thank you. That's a good, good summary. I thought it was, I thought it was so interesting that our first four picks only came from two schools. You went back to back LSU and then back to, or uh, back to back USC and then back to back LSU, um, which I don't know. I have no idea if that's common. Maybe that's, I, I think I saw something else where like the Eagles have honestly like seven or eight guy, uh, guys from Georgia. Yeah. Um, so maybe it is just becoming more of a thing, but something that I have not really paid too close attention to. So um, yeah, no, that's a good, good breakdown. There are some trades throughout that. I mean, we don't need to get into the knit, uh, the, nitty gritty nitpicky of everything that Quazy did and why I did see one thing um, to kind of like, we didn't have a second round draft pick this year, but like in like the draft summary that I've seen, um, I mean, TJ Hawkinson was, is your second round draft pick. Yeah, which, exactly. Yes. I will take hundred yeah. percent. Like we'd yeah. be very excited about that. Yeah. Um, so I still think that was a great decision that Quazy and KOC made uh, uh mid-season last year so um all right Andrew. i'd also say Go ahead. um i don't have any problems with them like trading back in the later rounds especially since you traded back i don't know how many picks it was maybe like 18 but you also picked up two extra picks in the draft and i think i saw somewhere that they were probably going to take him at 87 anyways so picking up two extra picks and still getting him at whatever was him being blackman good. the cornerback yeah. Yeah. And who knows if that's true, if they were going to take him, but they obviously felt good enough about trading back to, which I thought was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much um, them trading back 15 spots. So from 87th to 102, they received the the nose tackle from um, LSU and then Nick Bride. That's how mm -hmm. they got that extra fifth round. And that seventh round was just moving back 15 spots which mm -hmm. yeah who knows maybe they'll be busts and terrible and i mean the draft are good draft things about classes running back crap shoot what'd you say is I said i've heard good things about the running back i have too um yeah all right well uh, we can go andrew how do you want to do it this is your this was your agenda item uh or episode idea how what's the what's the structure here um i'd say we could just talk about two players we like and that we think that could start obviously we don't have to talk about addison i feel like we talked enough about him the uh, last week and then uh harrison you mentioned talking about two undrafted free agents that we thought could make the team so we could just do that yeah perfect that works um i can i guess i can start off i'm excited for the Mackay blackman um uh draft or, 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 or selecting him yeah the pick um he's like a, he's a 
not a huge cornerback, but it, it sort of fills, it's a late round third, but it kind of fills your need for cornerback depth. Um, obviously they, they picked up Byron Murphy Jr. You have hopefully a healthy Andrew Booth Jr. You have a healthy a Caleb Evans, who is also, I think he was a fourth, a, a mid or early fourth round pick last year. Um, but I, I feel just good about kind of having all those young guys working together. Who knows who could get like this? I mean, I think you're probably looking at Booth Jr. and obviously for sure Murphy um, to be your starting cornerbacks to start the season. Um, but from what I heard, this Blackman um, players definitely just like a, a hard, hard worker. It sounds like him and Addison go um, head to head quite a bit at practice when they're at USC and they sound like they want to do that similarly to uh, practice here with the Vikings. Um, so I, I'm excited by that pick, especially since it sounds like um, he could have gone even earlier and it just so happened that he kind of fell in our lap at 102. So, um, and yeah, again, I think the biggest thing it's, it's fulfilling the need of young, fast cornerbacks and, you know, who knows, who knows how they turn out. We bust quite a bit, but occasionally, I mean, Xavier Woods was good for quite some time. That's kind of the last, I think, really good cornerback we've gotten in a draft. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. I was thinking about how just we have not had like a good corner in quite some time since whatever 20, I guess you could say 2018 roads was probably still pretty good, but 2019 was bad. Um, but I also said, or I also had Blackman as someone to be like excited about. I think you have, obviously your number one is, what's his name? Murphy. Um, and he can play slot and outside, which gives you a lot of wiggle room, but then you literally should just have like Evans Booth, and black men just battle out for that, like second and third role. Cause none of them should have like a step over the other really. Cause Booth and Evans both missed basically most of the season. Um, and it looked like Blackman was really good in man coverage, which is obviously something Brian Flores probably likes. And yeah, definitely needed another corner. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with the Blackman stuff for all the reasons you both went over. I don't really have anything else to. Well, who would be your. That we add can, about him. Well, yeah, who would be then your next exciting um, pick from this year's draft class? Who are you excited about? Or um, I like the yeah. running back from the seventh round. I thought he was a, a, good, a good selection. I think it's hopefully means that Dalvin is gone. But my goodness, do they just wait to do everything? I don't know what, to be honest, they're waiting for, but I don't know. Quaze has got his own stuff in mind with Hunter Smith and all that. But uh, no, I, I liked him. I think him and Madison and Chandler, those three could be a good one, two, three punch there. Yeah. I would agree. I also had McBride as my second one. Um, to get him in the seventh was a huge steal from what it sounds like. I feel like, or I saw a lot of people thought he could go a lot higher. And I do think by picking him, yeah, it's in the seventh round, but I feel like that's a pretty good sign. Cook's probably out the door, especially with everything else that you've kind of seen. Um, I think the the biggest indicator that I've seen 
for saying goodbye to Cook was them deciding to re-sign Madison. Yeah. Because there's no way you're re-signing Madison and like uh, you just you you don't you don't need to re-sign a backup running back behind Cook. No, you also don't pay a running back room that much money. No, especially if you're going to draft another running back and you yeah. already have three others on the roster. But no, Hayes, I would agree. Saw on Twitter a lot of good videos. And I think running back's one of those positions where you can get a guy in the seventh and he can contribute right away. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco. Mm-hmm. He, um, I had heard he set the single season rushing record and touch, rushing touchdown record at um, UAB his senior year. So then, of course, I was like, well, what other – what other uh, running backs have come from that school? And we got a trivia for you too, because you will know this guy. The third, who who is, he's a former Minnesota Viking. I'm not going to tell you the position because that will, might give it away. Who is the third, has the third most rushing yards at the University of Alabama, Birmingham at UAB. He's the third highest rusher at, in college history at that school he's a former viking i have no idea percy harvin <laughs> no harvin was a gator i believe yeah that's why i have no idea um okay I let's name one player that went to that school yep drafted as a quarterback kellen nope you say quarterback or cornerback quarter quarter drafted as a quarterback the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Drafted as a wide receiver, became a quarterback. You would know him as a quarterback, as a Viking. Think fast, mobile. Jackson. Nope. Joe Bad. Webb. Joe Webb. Mm. Joe Webb has the third most rushing yards at that school. I just thought it was so interesting because, like, just so random. Yeah. That was very um, random. But then I was also like, all right, have there been successful running backs from this program? And Jordan Howard of the Bears is a former UAB uh, running back. He was a fifth-round pick, and he gave gave the Bears three solid – like three really good years. Three years Who? where he ran over 1,000 yards. Who? Jordan Howard. Who? You, you don't know who he is? I've heard of him. I think, I mean, if you could get a guy that can give you three years of over a thousand yards or, you know, break it down six years of 500 yards in the seventh round, why would that make you mad, Hayes? It doesn't make me mad. <laughs> then what's, what's with the, the cringing? No, it doesn't make me mad. It's just, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that impressed by that. You wouldn't think that would, that'd be a seventh round steal. You know what that comes out to average to a thousand yards a season? But he's not going to be a starter. Yards a game. But he's not going to be a starter. If he can get 1,000 yards this year, yes, I would be happy. <laughs> okay. Your expectations are, are just so unreasonable. You, you got to keep, like, a seventh-round pick. I think if you get any type of, like, um, positive – performance i think is that you chalk that up as a win i think the expectations of a seventh rounder even making the team is pretty low well yeah it all depends on if they're starting or not okay yes sorry i am not saying i want 
I, I don't expect Dwayne McBride to start next year. No. So I'm saying if he, but I think as, he should be. I think your, he will be a contributor. Sure. Which is like, wouldn't you then be happy with 400 rushing yards from your backup running back? I guess, but your seventh round backup running back. Yeah, I, but it's not something I would highlight. Okay, I guess not. Um. Okay, so I feel like we're all kind of on the same page as like those two guys are like our our most exciting draft class people. Um, Jaron Hall was interesting. That is QB from BYU. He's 25 years old. He was undersized. Gone. He was gone for two years for a mission trip, and then he played four years at BYU. Him and Kirk will get along great. Actually, wait. BYU's Mormon. Yeah, Latter Day Saints. Interesting. Interesting. Um, early predictions. Do you see him making the team? No. No? Hayes says no. Mm, that's hard. Yeah, I would say probably. Yeah. Unless he's like probably a similar player. to like what Kellen Mann was doing his first year. Wasn't he like practice squad and then sometimes active? Which I mean, I, I don't expect him to suit up at all. Unless no, I don't expect him to suit up at all. Well, okay, I guess. But do you see him making the team? Because there's the people. What does that make... mean, though? Like, like well, I don't expect uh, him to make the fifty-three on roster. Practice squad, team. sure. I think he could be a practice squad guy. What What are the number breakdowns? There's what hundred people that that are invited to camp, and then they how? What's the active roster number, and how many? What's the practice squad number? Fifty-three, and I want to say like thirteen practice squad guys. But I also think you can be a. I don't. I don't know if there's 53 that dress on game day that I'm not sure about. Cause I don't, I don't fully remember. So I guess his, to answer your question, what do I mean by making the team? I'm saying he doesn't get cut and he's still like, I think if you're a practice squad guy, you technically made the team because there is, there is potential that you could become active and suit up. It's, it's like the, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's borderline, Triple. Yeah, then I'd say he can. I guess yeah, he has a, he has a chance to make the team. Okay. So I expect him to be a practice squad guy. Okay, that was my my main question. So fifty three players on the active roster, only forty eight dress on game day. Okay. But I believe you would have to cut him and then sign him to practice squad. Oh. So you take the risk of him signing somewhere else. But also, I feel like most times, if you get cut, you're just gonna sign with the team that drafted you, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I could see the Vikings doing similar to what they did last year, which was just have two QBs. And if someone gets hurt, they, yeah, they sign, like there's always going to be a quarterback out there that they could sign to potentially start a game. Not well, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we see, so I'm assuming, okay, we're making the assumption that Mikai Blackman makes the team. We're believing Dwayne McBride probably makes the team. Um, do we see the Jacqueline Roy, the nose tackle from LSU? I think he'll make it. Yep. I don't think the safety will. You don't think Jay Ward, the safety slash cornerback from LSU? And then I, I just, I, I don't really know enough about how many guys are actually well, I mean, last, that's just what I would have to figure out first. Yeah. 
La- if it's I mean, 66 the- guys, then. Well, I'm glad Andrew looked it up because I remember, I mean, last year we made, you know, um, during training camp predictions of who's going to make the active man roster. So I guess I'm slightly changing my tune because I didn't know about if you cut a guy, they have to go through the whole signing process before they go on the practice squad. So I guess I would count as making the team as making that 53 man roster. Okay. So I'm now I'm backtracking a little bit. Um, I'm guessing all all these draft picks will make the team will make that 53 man roster. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think I don't think anyone's from last year draft got cut. Nope. I I looked that up because I also was curious. Um, I mean, I, feel like the guys, I don't even remember. Um, the Darian Lowe. Was that he was a sixth round? Zizi Otama Momo. He actually played decent amount. Did he? Literally, I've never heard of him in my life. He played five games. Farmer Gopher. He played five games. Nick Muse was last year's seventh round pick. He made the team. Um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm guessing you'll see all those guys make the team. I'd agree. Would be my, that's my predict, my early season prediction. Who knows? Maybe come training camp, someone's so bad that we are adjusting slightly. Um, all right. Who are, so the Vikings picked up or signed or however you want to phrase it, 15 undrafted free agents. I feel like this is going to be another one where we see a lot of similarities for people that we say. Unanimous. Um, huh? Should be unanimous. <laughs> I had to look these guys up because I'll be honest, I didn't follow too closely who all the undrafted free agents were and what their story was. Um, last year, we'll, we'll do a little trivia again, see how well you guys are. I, I see Andrew killing this, but last year we had nine undrafted free agents that we signed three of them made the team i expect you both to at least get one of these three if you get all three i'm impressed ryan right cap hey do you want to guess no i have no idea <laughs> i think it's a complicated name like luigi vigian or something like that okay do you live on like wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> this is impressive. Uh, first one Wikipedia is Wikipedia premium. First one is Ryan Wright. Second one is Louis Villian, the linebacker. He signed Luigi Villian. from freaking Mario. And who is the third one? The third one actually got some snaps or got right, some. You. Give Go me a second. How will you give me the side of the ball? So offense or defense? Offense. Got it. Offensive line. Lineman. Brendel. No. Josh Skokel. Oh, I would have never caught that. I don't know. Didn't he come in a bit during the the um O'Neal? Yeah. Maybe. I, I remember I, I remember know. his name just because it was so close to school. Yeah, that's what I honestly similar reason as to how I remembered him. But so for context, you know, thirty-three percent of the undrafted free agents made the team. A third then of that actually contributed like successfully 
So you're looking at a very tiny success rate of undrafted. But that, I mean, again, Adam Thielen was an undrafted free agent, so it's not not totally out um, far fetched. But just again, keep in mind that some of these people we say now we might never ever talk about or hear from again. Yep. Um, But it's fun. It's fun to do nonetheless. So Hayes, how about you start? I said Andre Carter, uh, Evan Pace as the two guys I thought, and maybe that kicker kicker from uh, Georgia could make a run with uh, Greg Joseph. Hayes had the same three. Nice. Andrew, did you did you have any different? Or because if not, we can just talk about those three guys. Same thing. Actually. Yeah. Should have been unanimous. The, well, it, it was. was. So. <laughs> <laughs> the the one that I thought was kind of overhyped until I did more reading into because people just sort of liked the way he played was the Ivan Pace Jr. from Cincinnati, the linebacker. Um, he originally they thought w- would um, have been like a f- like a fourth round pick, and then he ended up going undrafted. And his numbers were super impressive: forty two tackles for a loss and twenty sacks in just thirty three games as a linebacker, like, I think those are pretty, again, I don't watch enough college football to really know like what is super impressive, but I feel like those numbers for a undrafted linebacker, um, stand out to me at least. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people had him going, yeah, a lot higher than, or definitely not undrafted. No. Like I was, I obviously have really no idea about him, but I just saw other people liked him, which I guess is kind of sheep. But anyways, I think it's it's good to add someone like that with such a very thin linebacker group. Mm-hmm. And I've heard he's very similar to like Asamoa, like just fast and and I heard he's just kind of like a like I don't want to say a loose cannon, but someone who's just kind of always at the ball. Like he's just running nonstop. Um like a little bit. Yeah, I don't know how to best phrase it. Uh kind of like um What's what's the term for a player that is just quarterback spy, kind of like a quarterback spy, where he's just constantly seeing where the ball's at, mm-hmm. um, which is what we needed last year. I mean, Kendricks was is clearly, I mean, he's gone. Um, Hicks is incredibly slow. I think Asamoah, honestly, he before we get too deep into it, but I think he might be one of my my breakout players of the year because I think I could see him really contributing. Um, but I guess the reason that the, this Pace Jr. Uh, dropped as much as he did is he's only 5'10 and a half. Mm-hmm. So he's a small linebacker. And I looked, most linebackers are between 6'6 six and 6'3. Six yeah. Um, though, with that being said, I, of course, then had to look up to see, is there any, you know, small, good linebackers out there? And I don't know about currently, but there's another guy who I, when I read more about him, I recognized the name, but uh, London Fletcher was a 5'11 linebacker, also went undrafted in 98, played 16 seasons, 10 years in a row, starting every single game. And he's a four-time pro bowler. Insane. So like, you know, it, is it a, it's sort of a unicorn in that sense. Like he's one of, 
I mean, hundreds, hundreds of linebackers that were small and had like a really, really good career. But I guess, no, he small and had a great career. I mean, 16 years in the NFL. That's, yeah. A quarter of the time, you're a pro bowler. You started for a decade straight. You didn't miss a single game for a full decade. Um, and is that going to be Ivan Pace Jr.? Probably not. No. <laughs> but... It's uh, it's it's fun to at least see it is possible. Like it's not like impossible that these guys could make a, a pretty heavy, pretty impact. That guy you said was undrafted. He was an undrafted, undrafted yeah. free agent, and for similar reasons, he had great college numbers. It was little was predicted to go in like the third or fourth round, but people didn't want to commit to a linebacker that was under six feet. Yeah, and he played for yeah sixteen years, well too. So. Um, and I mean, what's nice with undrafted guys, it's literally no risk, high reward or not high reward, but like any reward, like yeah. even making the team, that's that leaps depth. So not using a draft pick on a guy that could have gone fourth, fifth round is I would say a big steal. Oh, I, I would totally agree. The other one that I wasn't as excited about, but again, was just kind of interesting was the name Hayes first said, the Andre Carter, the edge rusher from um, Army. He was predicted originally to go in the second or third round. And apparently he had like a bad um, combine. And that was enough to have him completely drop to being undrafted, which just that just shocks me. Like, how can you be that good in college where you're seen as a potentially second or third round pick and then go undrafted. I also do believe there is a scenario where he would have to leave for the army. Oh, really? I believe there's something, but I'm pretty sure it's like if they really, really, really needed guys, then he would have to go, but I'm not hundred percent certain. Okay. But I also did see yeah, his pro day and his other senior bowl. I think it was, he didn't look great. Do you have any any in, like update or input on him? Like, could he be, could like, could he truly be like a, a second round talent, a third round talent? I think so. I th- I felt like I saw him all year long going in like the second third round. Um, I think he had quite a bit of he had a I think he had a really good twenty twenty one, and then a not so great twenty twenty two after getting hurt. But it was one year he had a really good year. And it's also, another position where you kind of like need him, need a guy. Yeah. Also, I realize we have so many now guys on our team that are either junior or the second. Okay. This is Andre Carter to or senior. Oh, or not senior. Oh. RIP Cam Dantzler. He's not dead. <laughs> RIP Jeff Gladney. Andre Carter is six. Hey, you sick weirdo. Andre Carter, the Andre Car- Carter two. You have Ivan. It's not two. Junior. <laughs> you have Andrew Booth Junior. Trash. Um, what'd you say? What other? We have Patrick Jones too. Um. That one cook a second. Is he the second? No. no. Did, okay. Did, so, did you, did you know? Did you know that Dalvin's full name is Dalvin James Cook, and yes. his brother's full name is James, James Dalvin, Dalvin Cook? Cook. It's disgusting. Heard that on the like identical. And he vomited. Yeah, they look very similar. They both have single-digit numbers. They're both running backs. 
They both literally have the exact same names, pretty much. They'll both be mid after five seasons in the NFL. Um, They'll both be playing for the Buffalo Bills by uh, midseason. I keep seeing um, Cook to the Dolphins. I don't care where he goes. They've picked up so many running backs where I'm like, like I just don't understand how they would fit him. But I also saw something that uh, – who did they cut? I think it was Byron Jones, the cornerback, but it was a June 1st cut. So that could be – have something to do with it and that clears 13 for them so maybe after maybe they're waiting till june 1st to make a trade can you can you remind us again because you're you're good at the cap situation if we wait and cut him or trade him after june 1st there's essentially no penalty for us right no no actually i think because again what what would be the reason that we're waiting as long as we're waiting um either team interest or another team's waiting till june 1st where they have more money everyone thought it was the draft i did too but let me see i don't remember if um i think there is some difference in terms like i think it helps our cap space this year by cutting him no 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 i think it helps our cap space yeah no it is this year by cutting him after june 1st yeah but we would still have to pay him next year, like that same amount of money. It's just, I think after June 1st, you're able to push money down the road. Whereas like cutting guys like Hendricks and Thielen, you just said, all right, I'm done. I'm going to lose money this year, but I now don't have to worry about paying him in the future years. So you only save like 3 million by doing the post June 1 this year, which I don't think is enough to have them wait this whole time. Maybe like you said though, it is they're just they're they're they feel that they could get a a pick or two for Cook. Yeah. Like they just feel that strong about it that they don't want to just straight up cut him, which I get that. But okay, now looking at it, if they trade him post June first, they save they go from an eight million dollar cap hit. Or what was it? No, if they if they trade him after June first, it goes from fourteen to three. But if they cut him before June first, it goes from fourteen to eight. And if they cut him after June first, it goes from fourteen to five. Okay. So by waiting to trade him after June first, they could save eleven million. Eleven which million. Is a lot. Yeah, yeah. But that would and just be eleven. Get rid million. of his contract last year or next year. Oh, all right. So it would. Yeah, because the team then fully takes it on. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So obviously that's also why I think probably Quazy and KOC are, are looking to to go the route of trading Cook is because you then don't have to worry about his money, his contract anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas, of course, if you cut, like we're still going to have to pay Thielen next year, which is, oh, no, I guess no, because now that he's re-signed with Carolina, does that then... It's because we cut him... We might be paying him a little bit next year, but... It's not a lot. No, because we cut him before June 1st. By doing post-June 1st, it splits it into two years. Okay. Okay. So it's just it's pushing money down the road. Yeah, but, but I don't think it's saving you money. anything next year. It's saving you money this year. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Um, let's talk about briefly here, and then we can close out... 
because um, he's also brought up this name. And I think it is interesting. The kicker from Georgia, Jack Podolinski. Podol- uh, uh, Paul Denzi? But there's a D. Paul DeCini? No. Paul DeCini. Hey, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. What do you? Um, I wasn't worrying. I never worry <laughs> about it. I never cry about it. I never whimper about it. I never stress Hayes, about it. Hey, chill. I, I I saw an interesting take saying that he doesn't have as strong of a leg as Greg the leg, but he definitely provides way more accuracy. Yeah, I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> it showed. It showed he only missed. I think it was three or four kicks. Uh, t- uh extra points that is in his entire college career. If we could keep – I also saw he was 98% from extra point. So if we could just keep him on the roster strictly for extra points, I think that would save a lot of people a lot of stress. But do you really want to have a player roster spot for a kicker that only kicks extra points? Yes. All right. I'd rather have him than all That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my – heard of my life, but <laughs> – um I, I I do think he could make a interesting um he, he could maybe beat out Greg Joseph in training camp. I mean, I think back to last year. Just last year. Yeah, we I mean we're like, oh, there's no way this, you know, chubby punter Ryan Wright 67. is gonna be Jeff Locke for a punting job. And he did or right? No, did I say it wrong? Jordan Berry. Oh, Jeff Locke's Years Gosh, Jeff years Locke was like 2016. <laughs> I'm on my Joe Webb's in my brain, so he's telling me. No, you're on your dad bit. No, it's not a bit. Is Bradford still the quarterback? <laughs> um, but it, it, I mean, could be interesting. Imagine if we get a franchise quarter or a franchise kicker as a undraft as a undrafted guy. He'd be great a for a year, and then he'd miss a huge year. kick. Someone would scream at him, and he'd fall apart. His, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're not, we're not going down this negative rabbit hole just because you need. I don't know. Do you have someone listening that loves this bits? Who, who, yeah. who's out there that you want to shout out that you can shout do? out? My boy Lucas Mankey. Mankey has been on here before. <laughs> he loves the bit. He loves the angry guy stuff. Shout out Lucas. I, he's texting me all the time. He's like. You got to get that bit going again. You got to get that bit going again. It's oh, hilarious. Sure. I'd be dying. So shout out Lucas. He really wants me to keep it going. So I'll do it for him. <laughs> Lucas has called me before <laughs> visibly angry listening to you on the podcast. That doesn't sound like him. Really? That doesn't sound like something he'd do. <laughs> no. Well, it's true. And and he'll he'll probably send a text to you saying like, yes, it is true. Um, but all right. Nice. This is this was a good episode. We have less than a week or about a week until we will officially see the 2023 schedule. Okay. I had heard that May 12th is the date that they'll release the official NFL schedule. But then that like the day before, two days before, they'll release like the international games and some primetime games. Um, which I think is similar to what they did last year. They released a few beforehand because I feel like we knew we were Monday night before anything else against the Eagles, didn't we? Yeah, maybe. And, and, and we knew we were in London against New Orleans. Probably knew we were playing on Thanksgiving, maybe. So maybe we'll know all like the holiday and primetime games and then 
get the the full schedule um, a day or two later. So that will be kind of we could then do an official schedule like, prediction schedule prediction from May next Friday um, or something. Did we start the podcast in May or June last year? May. May I can tell you the dates because I think we should do a a a um a one year anniversary episode. I wrote it down. May 18th was our first episode last year. Oh, so coming up. Dang. Busy. So in two, you already know you're busy. In two weeks, I think we should uh, do a, a, I don't know what specifically we'll do, but uh, we definitely got to record and post that day, no doubt. Be yeah, interesting sure. listen back to that one. Would it? Shut up, Donovan Solano. <laughs> nice haircut. Yeah, good to see you. T-shirt. Always good to see Edna. (laughs) It is. I do. Keep it going. Keep it going. (laughs) What? Any, any other, any other final thoughts on the, Oh, uh, what would you give the overall 2023 draft class? Quasi and KOC working their magic. I'd give it a B minus. B minus. Okay. Maybe a C plus. I'd say B plus C plus. That's kind of B plus. Yep. Attaboy Bob. And here's the thing. The Vikings will be better this year than they were last year. And I would say you should extend Kirk to a two-year contract. Oh, okay. All right. Let's pump the brakes. Yeah. Let's pump the brakes. You you're gonna can... you're gonna you're trying to get yeah. Hayes wild up. I think we can all have fair opinions. Yeah, you want me to end angry. You do. No, you, yeah, he offense is only getting better. Defense should see improvement, which it hasn't in the last three years. Well well I, I hear you. I hear you. And I don't even know if I completely disagree but again we have a good episode here Hayes I can see the veins coming from his head um he couple... shouldn't he shouldn't be mad about that though well that's just an opinion but I'll, well I'll say well let's we can we can talk about Kirk uh next week because now if you think about it or if you look at at other QB contracts that are that are getting again I don't know if we should commit because it hasn't worked out yet at some point it is time to just I think it will be a, a true, um, it'll be very, very interesting to see how next season looks. And I think that's where, you know, we all kind of got angry at one another is because I really don't think we see, we're completely seeing clearly. If we're a game from the Super Bowl, I don't know why we would completely restart. But again, that's for another episode. Hayes, I would encourage you to listen and to people who are listening right now, listen to some of our earlier episodes because I distinctly remember in the first few episodes, we all agreed and said we are Kirk stands. And the only thing that has changed is, I mean, yeah, we lost a home playoff game when we were heavily favored. Like, that's huge. That's a big one. No doubt. I don't know if I... Uh, I don't... But you give him a competent defense... A second year in the offense. It's only the second time he's had back-to-back years with the same offense coordinator since 2016. A better wide receiver, second best tight end in the league, best wide receiver in the league, two premium tackles. Andrew, 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 I I hear you. And this is going, this will be great stuff for another episode, another day. I hear you. Hayes, you're doing a great job at staying controlled. And in the pocket, we're we're gonna close out to keep things on a high note. Um, but I, I do hear you, Hayes. Again, I encourage you to listen to previous episodes. And um, 
And yeah, we might, I mean, we might already have a agenda topic for a couple days from now, a week from now. I mean, Sunday, I have no car. I'm, uh, I'm stuck home. So we can certainly, we can, we can talk about this on Sunday. Hayes, I know doesn't work. I don't. Um, Andrew does, does not work. On what day? Sunday. No, I don't work. So we could, we could think through what we want to talk about. Maybe a, have a civil come prepared with arguments for, you know, what do we do with, you know what? I, I would look forward to that. Cousins. I would be very, I would be looking forward to that. So I think I could come with some good points. And I think that's good. And the biggest thing though, pre to prepare for that episode and Hayes will remind you every hour until I think maybe Sunday. I'd have to mute a little bit. Um, I think, no, you're actually, your issue is, would be to open up the ears and listen to the points. We would do the same. hundred percent. We would do the same. Listen. Cause I think Andrew would, I think Andrew's a very good at, at making good points. Hayes, you are too. You, you are very also good at, at, at making strong points. And I get, I totally hear your rationale where we have the issues is when you do not listen to what other people are saying. That is where the disconnect happens. So if we come prepared on Sunday with arguments and open ears, I think we'd have a really, really good episode. I think so too. All right. Um, let's close this out then. I have some news this year. Oh, okay. You don't want it on the podcast? I mean, it can be. It's not really Vikings related. All right. Well, we'll close it out then. So uh, this is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. Andrew's pregnant. I'm Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> and Skull Vikes, baby. <laughs>